Thank you for joining us today on Backstage with Randy Phillips. I am Randy Phillips, and I am so excited about this bonus episode. I want to thank you for joining us. I've heard from so many of you concerning season one, how you watched this episode or that episode. You commented, you told somebody about it, you gave us a five-star rating. I appreciate it so very much. Subscribe to Backstage with Randy Phillips. Uh, because season two is going to be coming out before too long and it's going to have so many wonderful guests uh, but i wanted to put out a bonus episode uh that's not included in season two because of what's happening in the world between israel and the terrorist group hamas uh, 1400 israelis savagely killed in the most horrific way possible by this terrorist organization in gaza uh, my heart has been broken for the people of Israel. And so I wanted to bring an Israeli here and talk about what's it like to live there? What's it like to live with rockets flying over your head? What's the mood of the country? What's the Western media not telling us? All of these questions and more are answered in this bonus episode. This is recorded before our congregation here in Austin, Texas, and I think you're gonna love it. Let's go right now, Tisha Michelle. I love you. Oh, Tisha, welcome wow. to Texas. Thank you. I need to come more often. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, you've been touring us in Israel for how many years have you been a tour guide? I've been a tour guide. Uh, well, my mom started Christian tourism in 1968. So oh, since yes. I'm nine years, nine months old, I've been traveling on a bus in Israel. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I've been a tour guide since 1995. My goodness, you're the best. Oh, thank you. I've had a number of tour guides, and you're absolutely the best. Thank you. Um, in fact, we had a, a Phyllis Craig and Dean boys, and about 125 of our people were headed to see you. I know, I know. Uh, until we weren't. <laughs> uh, my goodness, so we'll, we'll come back to that. Tell me about your, uh, your family. Your, your husband's here today. My David. husband, David, is here. Yes. Yeah. And He's an Israeli. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, I have a daughter and a son. And uh, one, my son's in Tel Aviv, unfortunately. And yeah. my daughter's here with us in, Israel, and, uh, in Florida. In Florida. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people don't know that when you come out of high school, tell, tell, because this is so hard for us to understand this. Tell us what happens to every Israeli when they come out of high school. Uh, so even in high school, when the when they're about 16, they're already tested because they know immediately out of high school they'll go into the Israeli army, and that's men and women. Um, and so at 18, immediately after high school, they go in for service, uh, women two years and men three years. So everyone serves in the Israeli army. So you, you don't go from high school into job placement or college where you go to the army? Straight, straight to the army. And then after the army, you can go into further education or job development. Right, right. That is so incredible. <laughs> and so, and your dual citizenship, you're 
You're Israeli? As an American and Israeli, yes, that's now correct. tell me how that happened. So uh, in 1948, in fulfillment of prophecy, David Ben-Gurion made the Declaration of Independence and, uh, and a Jewish state was born. Ezekiel's dry bones came back to life yeah. and a nation was born. Um, immediately he made what was called the Law of Return, which means if you're Jewish, then you are entitled to, uh, entitled to full citizenship in Israel and you can make Aliyah, which means to ascend. Yes. Because in scripture, you never went down to Jerusalem. You always no. went up, right? So that's what we call a new immigrant, an ascender. And so David Ben-Gurion allowed Jewish uh, immigrants to ascend and make Aliyah to Israel. Uh, and so if you're a Jewish, a Jewish all over the world in the diaspora, Jews started coming like Joseph's coat of many colors from all four corners mm. of the earth to the only land, you know, that, that the Jewish people well, have. American because of your mother mm -hmm. and Israeli. Uh, my, well, my mother's family was also, uh, had Jewish blood. Okay. But um, yeah, so I'm an American, obviously, because of my mom. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's wonderful. I, I love that. Oh, October 7th, where were you? So <laughs> it was a holiday. And, um, you know, you might understand that Sukkot is one of our Jewish holidays, one of the three pilgrimages that Jews made their Aliyah up to the Holy Temple. And uh, it was the end of Sukkot on a holiday called Simchat Torah, which means the joy of the Bible. <laughs> and this was a, a, a celebration that at the end of the Jewish cycle of reading the scripture, they read the scripture uh, th uh, throughout the year and they finished just at this, just at, uh, at the end of the Jewish New Year. And so it was a calm Saturday. Everyone was just enjoying the holiday. Everyone, were, um, everyone was in their homes. I was at a hotel with some friends, enjoying my Sabbath and getting ready to pick up a tour group that was en route in air when this, mm. when um, the attack started. Okay. <laughs> we were in, we're sitting in the hotel in Herzliya, which is a suburb of, of Tel Aviv. And we start hearing about the rockets and the missiles. Um, we did not know what had happened in the south of Israel. We had no idea there was an infiltration. It took them um, hours um, to find out, but then the news started coming out and what was taking place in the south of Israel, which was just horrific. Did your tour group arrive? <laughs> they arrived. So they had no idea. Yeah. They were in air, they landed. We, um, there were two, two flights. So we drove to the airport, picked up one group, all was quiet. And when, by the time we picked up the second group, we drove around Tel Aviv and actually in the distance saw the rockets mm. headed for Tel Aviv and Iron Dome taking the rockets out. So we actually witnessed that on our way to the hotel. <laughs> so that will be a tour that that group <laughs> never forgets. Uh, under 106 people. 106. 106. The next day we headed up to the north of Israel to the Galilee where I live. Oh, and yeah. um, it was peaceful, Jesus, oh, no yeah. problem, yep. center of his ministry. Oh, yeah. And you know what? We were touring. Everything was good. We toured okay. and uh, everything was all good. We asked the people if they wanted to go home. One person, just because of their family, was pressuring them. No one wanted to go home. Mm. We continued touring. Um, and unfortunately, that's when Delta canceled all flights. So that's when it got a little hectic. Okay. <laughs> Are they still there? Did they no, get home? No. <laughs> no, we got them out of okay. the Jordanian border and they flew back. Yeah. And they're ready to come back, by the way. 
I know it. I I want to take my group so badly. Have, uh, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. So, when did you start hearing about the the absolute uh, atrocities, uh, the barbaric tactics? The I I don't even I don't have words. It's kind of Al Qaeda, ISIS, ISIS tactics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, how were you able to receive that information as a tour guide, but still bring calm to some terrified Americans? Uh, well, this is my, that wasn't my first rodeo. Yeah. Um, we were never in an area that really we were in danger or anything like that, obviously. Uh, most of the action in the beginning was only in the south of Israel, which our tours don't even go to. But uh, basically, just all the time, you know, we're being, I, I, work, I work with the Army. And so we knew what was going on, when it was going on, and, and how to maneuver around that. And just, you know, just, uh, just God, you know, God taking care of us. It was, that was, yeah. yeah. Have, have you or the country even had time to mourn? No. Because you just went right into it. No. And that's what I tell, I mean, we've had, we've had people that have, you know, we know there's, um, you know, it's hit close to us. And the fact is what I say is there'll be time to mourn, but right now you have to understand that Israel is fighting for their right. We're back to the 1948 yeah. war of independence. We're fighting for our yes. right for survival right now. We'll mourn later. This will be a national, October 7th will be a national holiday in the state of Israel, mm. a day of mourning. Tragedy's always been part of Israel and your wonderful state but this feels like an uh existential struggle like if we don't turn this it could spread throughout the world um how is it that in that israel win this and get rid of hamas forever well the problem is you can see i mean now now we have uh we have a nation supporting us but as you can see it's already it's quickly starting to turn I mean, I don't know if if you saw the news this morning, but people are rioting all over. I mean, Washington, D.C. A hundred thousand people, <laughs> pro-Palestinian. So the problem is what we have to understand is Hamas is ISIS. Hamas yeah. is Al-Qaeda. That's right. And so this is a, or, this is an organized terrorist organization, um, uh, recognized. And uh, if we don't take Hamas out, they're coming to the, they're coming to America. They're coming all over. And so we have to support Israel, stand with Israel, and take out this terrorist organization, and everything will be fine. If we listen to world pressure and we hold back and don't eliminate this terrorist organization, they will be in our back door. They yeah. already are, by the way. Yes. <laughs> what, uh, as an Israeli living there, seeing it firsthand, uh, what do you know that the Western media is not telling us? Well, the Western media is, uh, unfortunately, is, is biased. Um, I, there's no balanced news, I'm sorry to tell you guys. Even Fox, I think, is like 13% Saudi-owned or Saudi-backed, and so our news is not balanced. Um, and so I know a lot more because we're listening to our news in Hebrew. We're listening and we're seeing these current events taking place daily, whereas we're not here. We're only hearing filtered news here in the States. Um, it took them days before they released all the horrific things that took place 
on uh, October 7th. I, I mean, I, I can't even imagine um, morbid, horrific, mm. I mean, demented, uh, torture. The uh, devil himself. Satanic. That's the only way you can explain it. And I think that I don't understand how the world, now it's trickling out, but that didn't trickle out in the very beginning. We knew these things way before, um, you know, they came out on social media. Ugh. What about the, uh, uh, this is such a tough thing. There are, there are some innocent people in Gaza. They seem to be bottled up. Why aren't the um, Muslim countries coming to help the innocent people in Gaza? Why aren't they opening their borders? Why don't the Muslim world help those that are in the crossfire? Because there wouldn't be an issue if they did. There just wouldn't be an issue. And right now, uh, no one opens their borders. Uh, there are innocent people in Gaza, but you have to understand that Hamas was voted in by the people of Gaza. In 2006, in elections, they were voted in. And so Hamas has not allowed the poor, the poor people inside Gaza to actually evacuate. They're keeping them there because if you don't have human shields and if you don't have casualties, then there's no, you know, there's no uh, media propaganda, there's nothing. And so it's really sad, but that's what they're doing. They're actually killing their own people. Israel does not want to harm anyone. In fact, we didn't start it. On the 7th, we were just enjoying our, I mean, that's the thing, we were enjoying our holiday. It was a religious holiday. Families were home. In fact, in the South, many family members had come down to celebrate with their parents mm. and their families um, to wake up only to, to, to what happened on October 7th. But we did not start this. But now, after the atrocities that happened on October 7th, if we don't finish it. Finish it. <laughs> let us finish it. Please let finish us finish it. it. Um, a festival, a music festival. Austin knows a lot about music festivals. We love festivals here. <laughs> ACL, so many others. And I just, I was thinking about like all the hundreds of thousands of people that go to ACL. They're just out there enjoying music. Mm -hmm. And then paragliders, trucks. Um, and then in the kibbutzes, those, you know, sleepy little communities. Uh, I, I have I've seen the atrocities on social media, I just finally had to yeah. look away. How important is it that we make sure we're seeing these atrocities? Is it important we see the atrocities? Unfortunately, it is important. And the fact is, I mean, if you turn your, if we turn our heads, then what's to prevent it from happening again? And to us, we have to stand with Israel and support Israel. Um, that event down there was, by the way, a peace festival. Uh, a lot of the people, I mean, there were thousands of kids. These are all kids. I'm, I'm talking like, you know, when they're 18, 20, 21, that were down there just to enjoy mm. a festival. And um, uh, unfortunately, my husband's niece was at that festival. Um, I told you earlier that I think she got the good side of the deal. She was hit by a grenade and killed. 
Lord knows what else. I mean, there were so many horrible things that happened to the ones that weren't yeah. killed immediately down there. Um, so the same thing. You have to understand that, you know, that the Gazans that were working, there were Gazans that have illegal permits to come over and work in Israel. They worked in a lot of those kibbutzim down in the south. And they were the ones that actually transmitted that information about the communities in the south to Hamas because they knew what houses had children, what houses had dogs, what houses had elderly. They provided maps of exactly every house in those communities and what to hit and where to go to. And the ones that they went for first were the, were the houses that had bikes and children's things to show children were in that home. Man. 31, the lucky ones, so 31 hostage, out of the 241 hostages are children. Nine-month-old baby. <laughs> Devastating. <clears throat> so demonic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you feel like you've been supported well by the United States and President Biden and Blinken and, and the, uh, the people who've have authority here in America? I think surprisingly enough, yes. Immediately Biden came, you know, came to the rescue at this point, they're with us. Um, also Blinken right now, he's meeting, um, he's meeting uh, with some of the Arab countries. But uh, at this point, they should, worships, they're not involved in the war, but they are backing us. Uh, obviously when Yemen got involved, now we have the Houthi terrorists from uh, Iranian back. This is all Iran, by the way. Uh, and so, yes, I do believe that it, America is supporting us. I think our time is limited. It's already starting to turn. Um, as, as many protests that are happening, we can see that, that our support is turning. Uh, at this point, they're trying to force us into a pause, a humanitarian pause. You have to understand, what does a humanitarian pause mean? That we're going to bring them gas and that we're going to bring them all kinds of supplies so Hamas can regroup. They have built thousands of, of meters, I'm sorry, kilometers of terror tunnels. With the, with the money that this humanitarian efforts have given, they've used the cement to build terror tunnels underneath hospitals, underneath schools, and underneath clinics because they know Israel has a heart. Yeah. And that's where they're actually, so, so it's, it's, it's really sad, but they know that Israel has a heart for children, heart for, heart for people, and they value human life. Yes. So the the pause uh, behind the scenes, there's pressure from the United States, other countries mm -hmm. to to for a ceasefire or, or to a, a pause to right. extricate wounded and so forth. Um, when do you think Israel Israel won't do that, right? So Israel, um, I mean, this morning and the, uh, there were a couple of days ago, they, uh, some of the Americans were allowed to leave and the, and the critically injured were allowed to leave through the Egyptian border. Today, I understand 300 Americans also went out the uh, Egyptian border. So Israel is allowing that. It's the humanitarian effort that's going to give Hamas time to, okay. to uh, rebuild their forces. By the way, any gas that comes in is used in order to supply oxygen in their terror tunnels. If we don't supply the gas, they'll eventually have to come up. And that's, that's, that's why they're, they're stealing gas from hospitals mm. in Gaza. So you're, you, I, I was surprised there was an ounce, you know, uh, ground invasion that was mm -hmm. going to happen. And then just, it just kind of seemed to, 
it didn't happen. Was that intentional? Was that, I mean, of course it was intentional, but I thought they were going to go right in. So the um, ground forces, first, first of all, had to regroup. Um, but second of all, they were waiting, waiting on America. Because now we have America um, backing us and supporting us in this effort. They were waiting for the go-ahead. They were coordinating with the United States, who were bringing in a warship and, and their troops as well. So they were waiting on the United States. But now they're, they've gone in. So we're in. Uh, at this point, we've surrounded Gaza City. And um, at this point, the soldiers How many are going to be going in. is that? Do you know Gaza City about? I, I'm, uh, I'm not sure exactly what the population okay. is, but there's over 2 million living in Gaza. Mm. Um, and just 360,000 reservists from Israeli, uh, the Israeli forces were brought in for this. My goodness. <laughs> I'm... How I think I asked you this backstage, um, Israel, we think here in the West, is the most sophisticated country when it comes to intelligence gathering. And I mean, you're surrounded by people who, in their charter, it is to drive you into the sea. Mm -hmm. So you have to be alert and all time. If, yeah, all the time. How did this catch the highly esteemed intelligence oper operations of Israel? Off guard. I think that's the million dollar question right now. Um, obviously heads are gonna roll when it's over, but you also have to understand that, I mean, if a cockroach goes over that, over that border, we know about it. That's how, that's how strong it is. But uh, these, these terrorists were trained in Iran. Over 500 of them were actually trained inside Iran. They had over two years to prepare for this attack. Uh, they kept it very quiet so that there was no intelligence. I mean, there was no way the intelligence could even find out. Uh, and they also are geniuses in cyber attacks. And so they, there, was, there were cyber attacks that helped them to do it as well. So it took us hours to know that it really had happened even. <laughs> yeah. Iran is the puppet master behind uh, Hamas yes. and Hezbollah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, is there a possibility, I think we see it already, that there could be a two-front war that Israel has to fight? Yeah, it's already started. In fact, this morning there's been some harsh battles. Uh, Udi, our driver. Yeah, Udi. Udi was just um, called up to the northern border today uh, and with a special unit. And so, so uh, it, it, we've had action in the north. I live in the north, but we've had action in the north on the northern border. Hezbollah has not jumped in in a major way at this point. There's action, but it's not. Um, yesterday they used a major missile, um, and uh, Nasrallah two days ago threatened America as the great Satan, mm -hmm. and uh, also threatened Israel. Uh, and so I believe that, unfortunately, they're Iranian-backed, and I believe that, that Hezbollah is gonna be a great threat. And so we've already got, we've already have the southern border. There's been fighting on the northern border that's intensifying daily, today even more. Uh, there have been a few attacks from the Syrian border, too. So when you hear these people protesting from, you know, from the river to the sea, they're talking about from the Jordan River, literally wiping Israel off the face of the map to the Mediterranean Sea. That's from the river to the sea. That's all of Israel. What has uh, the anti-Semitism uh, that is emerging uh, with American politicians, uh, universities, uh, 
rappers, uh, Macklemore, you know, he's got the brain of a, of a rock. He's as dumb as a rock. He, he we're is, listening uh, it, to them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a scary thing. And so, <laughs> which of the, what act, actions or country has surprised you the most of the pro-Palestinian side against Israel in face of such atrocities videoed by Hamas, shown to the world how the celebration of it, babies, elderly. Uh, how, I'm, I'm just standing there trying to figure out what are you protesting? Right. And Decapitation so, of babies? Uh, <laughs> it, it's crazy. Has something yeah. surprised you? Because I, I'm oh. stunned yeah. that there's 100,000 people in Washington, D.C. You know, it's all ignorance. It really is. It's ignorance. These people are listening to, like you said, people that don't even have brains, these, these personalities and influencers. How can you listen? They don't even know. If they're really questioned, they have no idea on the history. Um. It's, you know, the anti-Semitism and so what is so much on a rise. I think it said, uh, I think I read yesterday, it's by uh, like 1,100% on the rise, anti-Semitism in the mm. world. Uh, countries like, like Australia, there's protests of people yelling, gas the Jews. Um, and America, I mean, look at, I, America surprised me, obviously. Yeah. But what we have to understand is the Palestinian propaganda machine is huge. What you're hearing of how many people are killed, what you're hearing about things, the things that are happening, this is from Hamas. So we're believing Hamas, right, for our news. Uh, you have to under, also understand that anti-Semitism, I mean, it's, it's just, it's so sad, but, but if we have biased news, we're not hearing, everything's in, uh, not balanced, we have news associations that are being, support, are being funded by, by Saudi Arabia, and on top of that, the universities, the Saudis have bought all kinds of seats in our university, uh, universities in Europe and America. So they're actually controlling the curri curriculum that our kids are, 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 are learning. And so if they're, if they're, you know, under this curriculum, obviously we're going to, you know, obviously we're going to have anti-Semitism on the rise. What is the mood of the country right now in Israel? Oh my goodness. Um, I think that all of, uh, all of us, including, I mean, uh, Daddy and I were there for the first two weeks of the war. I think everyone has PTSD. Mm -hmm. Everyone is terrified. After you see these atrocities and the things, we've seen things that haven't been on the social media. Yeah. I think the entire nation of Israel is devastated. I think they're scared. Um, but we don't have, I, I, but you know, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of, uh, uh, there was a lot of problems politically in Israel. As you know, they were protesting against uh, Netanyahu's government, and there was yeah. a lot of division. But one thing I will tell you is that this has brought the nation mm -hmm. of Israel together. Yeah. And so we're standing together and fighting for our... It, it's, it's, it's a war of survival. It is. And so that's all I can say, is the nation of Israel is devastated, but like you said, we don't have time to mourn. Mm. That'll come. Yeah. But right now we're in a fight for our lives. Do you believe there could be a spiritual awakening in Israel? I do. I do. People I've talked to, I even have secular friends that have told me, I, this is like you say all the time, and I'm going to say it, and you're going to be shocked. We need to pray. 
We only, only God can protect us now. And I've had several secular friends that have said that Man. to me. So I do, I do believe that. Oh Lord. We have nowhere to look but, uh, but above. <laughs> well, Tisha, we sure do love you. I love you guys. <clears throat> your family. We love your country. We stand with Israel. We are. Amen. Uh, Amen. Thank you guys. Thank you, Thank you so much. Holy. Yes. Lord, I hadn't gone. Can you, um, <clears throat> can so you pray uh, in Hebrew? Can you pray in Hebrew? Uh, you know, when I come, when I bring groups of people from our churches to, for you to guide, you'll say stuff like, you go ahead and give the, you know, inspirational devotion, like, with you here? Uh-uh. <laughs> No way. <laughs> uh, you're so filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus follower, but a passionate in love with your nation. Uh, but you have the most beautiful spirit. And when you speak Hebrew, eh, that's something for me. So would you pray in Hebrew? Yes, I will. Avino b'shamayim enachnu modim lecha, modim lecha ala b'rega azeish enachnu b'yachad, modim lecha ala ala liot b'yachad, enachnu mitpalalim b'shulcha achshav lishmor al eretz Yisrael, lishmor al am shulcha, likrod am shulcha alecha, enachnu ovim otcha, tishmor al Yisrael, tishmor al am shulcha, b'shem Yeshua Hamashiach. Amen. Amen. Tisha Michelle, everyone. <laughs> it's a buddy. We'll love you too. Tisha Michelle, thank you so much. Well, I pray that this was informative, inspiring, uh, and startling, all of that, because uh, what's happening in the world is a, sh a great shaking going on, and it's prophetic. Ezekiel 38. Revelation 19, all these things are coming to pass right before our eyes. Hey, I want to give you an opportunity to rate, review, and subscribe to Backstage at Randy Phillips. Uh, on all your socials, let us know uh, that, that you saw it. Uh, leave comments of what you liked about the show, what you didn't like about the show, and give us a great review. I want to thank you so much for being part of this podcast season two is coming out very soon i'll see you then <laughs>